ever wish you could erase all the baggage, all the hurt, all the frustration and confusion that came when you left the church? You know Jesus holds the hope in your heart, but you are still working through some very confusing emotions, and I get it. Oh, geez, do I get it. It took me 20 years of sifting through those emotions to finally come to a place of peace and move forward with the joy in my heart that only God's steadfast love can give. I do not want it to take you 20 years. I want you to start your new life in Christ today, right now. If you're nodding your head along with me, then you need to head on over to findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. So you can sit down with me, girlfriend to girlfriend, and power through this because you do not need to go another day carrying all that baggage. What is keeping you stuck from moving forward? Are you missing that person removed from it all that can give you honest feedback without judgment? I'm here for you. Is it family, truth, the feeling of being lost? Together, we'll hash it all out and we'll get you on a path to a true relationship with Jesus after religion. It is possible and it starts right now. I can't wait to talk to you. Findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. God's anger against sin. We are reading today Romans 1, 18 through 32, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. This one's heavy today, y'all, but boy, does it speak to today. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help you find your true purpose in his great name. We are discovering what it means to be a Christian as an adult, as a mom, as someone who's just finding faith. Maybe you left a different religion. Maybe you were just meeting Jesus for the first time. Here we are learning who we are as followers of Christ and who our great God truly says we are. How is our life, our mindset, our family, our work, everything change when we decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. So this passage today might be a bit harder for some to work through. You may feel like you're being called out. You may be surprised that it says what it says so plainly. You may wonder why you have never heard this. Possibly pastors don't want to be so direct in front of a whole congregation. I'm not sure why we don't all know what is in Romans 18 through 32, but I am going to just read it today and let it speak for itself. Remember, Paul here is addressing Rome, but just as so much of the Bible's words are, they transcend time and place. So the passage here is in the New Living Translation. So I typically like to read in the English Standard Version because it's a little bit more word for word rather than thought for thought. But today, for this tough passage, the NLT uses pretty plain English. So we can understand the thought and the intent. And so I do encourage you to go out there and read all different versions in order to gain more of an understanding, as I always say about the Bible, because all the different versions are amazing and are put together by just amazing scholarly people. Um, And their intent is to help you to understand the passages. So sometimes it's better if we read in a couple different ones in order to fully be able to digest the word. And as the Bible always is, <laughs> we, we read it and then we can reread it and we can reread it again and a million times. And this is why the Bible says to meditate over its words because it can always speak to us and it has so many layers of depth. 
All right, so let's jump in. So today's passage, again, is 18 through 32 in Romans, and it is titled God's Anger at Sin. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols, made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie, so they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of the sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that they should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Okay, so there's a lot here. (laughs) It's, like I said, this is a heavy one. Uh, So let's remember, Paul is talking about what sin can do when we turn away from him. Our minds become dark and they become confused. He is setting up the rest of the book of Romans to prepare you to understand salvation. This passage highlights aspects of our human, very human, but also sinful nature that God will not stand in your way If you want to go down that road, he asks you to praise him and not the things and the desires of this world and of our heart because our hearts are fickle, but he will leave you if you decide that you do want to go down this road. This is in the NLT, it says abandon or in the ESV, give them up. He will give you up to your own desires if that is the road that you want to take. So this passage starts with addressing people's rejection of God. And that is kind of the the base for all of this, that when you turn your face on God, uh, 
he he leaves you to your own discernment and we all know our own discernment sometimes can get us in a lot of trouble and that's basically what he's saying here he's all around us all the time and all the created things so there's not really any reason why we should ever deny him we can see his beauty in everything that he has done uh, in the created world around us for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. And then it moves into how instead they have found other things to worship, things of this world. How many things of this world do we idolize rather than God? It happens all the time. And every day we find things that we put above God. And this changes people. This darkens our hearts. And while believing that we are wise in this, it states that we become fools. The desires of the heart are not of God. When we praise things other than God, it opens the door to act fully in sin and our own desires. It may start with something so small, something just little and something that, you know, the whole world around us is telling is just fine, especially in today's world, because our heart's desire is natural, right? But is that of God? If we are walking with God, would we go down that road? Sin then creates more sin. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. This next passage requires some examination. So I'm going to reread it again because I think it sounds like the first time you read this, you're like, what? Holy smokes. So they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. This is Romans 1.32. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so in the ESV, it ends, but give approval to those who practice them. And this is something that kind of called me out because how many times have I said, yeah, but you know, it's okay. Or yeah, but in, but what he's basically saying is, is how willing are we to also just approve of things that God has not approved of? So he's kind of call, calling us all out on that just a little bit just something to think about but the next part here but we need to talk about death <laughs> because that's a that's a pretty serious word <laughs> to put in here but I wanted to explain because this is coming as kind of like a preface for the rest of the book of Romans and like we talked about it's all about our salvation and when we talk about dying well this will become one of the most important things of this entire book of Romans we must die our sinful self in the flesh, original sin from Adam, sinful self does in fact deserve, because of all of the stuff that we have done, we deserve to die. We deserve to be punished for the unabashed things we have done against our creator God. And God willing, we will put that sinful self to death and rise up in Jesus, in spirit, when we accept him and what he did for us as Lord and Savior, this is what it means to be born again. Did you know that? This is grace. We deserve to die and not live eternally with God for the things we have done. But we do not deserve redemption, but we have been freely given it. Grace. 
Did you know that? So when he is talking about dying, he's going to talk about dying a lot more in Romans. He's specifying here that we are going to die of the flesh and we are going to be reborn in the spirit. And we deserve to die in the flesh because of all of this junk <laughs> that we do from our heart's desire. So that's just kind of setting it up. So I know it sounds really morbid, uh, but he is going to go much more in depth. And we're talking about Paul here. is going to go much more in depth as we move through Romans. So I can't wait to get more into this as we go because I love how this all turns around and how grace is explained in just this so amazing way. That's why Romans is so amazing to me. So some questions to consider. Where do you see example of this passage in today's world? And where do you see people today claiming to be wise, but instead are being foolish? Paul depicts a progression through this passage of one's fall further from him into sin. In verse 21, where does this process begin? So I challenge you to go back and take a look and see kind of what he says there. And what does this passage say about encouraging or approving of these things? So go ahead and take a look at Romans again. I hope that, you know, you meditate on this, you study on this, and um, I can't wait, like I said, to kind of get a little bit more in depth because this one I know sounded, uh, this one was heavy, this was heavy, but actually if we jump into the very next one, it's all about judgment and how we don't have that right to judge. That's up to God. So I like that. How we're coming from this thing where it's probably pretty easy to start to get judgmental and how we have been commanded, though, that we are not the ones actually to judge. So that's going to be next week. One last little note I wanted to leave you with. Why are we reading Romans? Because it is my jam. <laughs> actually, because many consider this to be one of the greatest literary works of all time. It lays out the gospel of salvation and God's love to all people who come to him. It helped me tremendously as I tend to want to be an overachiever, depend on works for worth, and have a past of believing that it that is how you gain God's favor. But Romans says otherwise. So our salvation comes from what he has already done for us, not what we will do ever in our lifetime. So uh, that's grace. And we must die in the flesh, accept his gift of grace, and be reborn in the spirit of Jesus Christ. That is Romans, and it is amazing. Join me next week where we will continue. I am so happy you joined me today. Head on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find all sorts of cool inspiration to get you on track with finding and building that faith and that beautiful relationship with Jesus, no matter where you came from, no matter your background and move forward with the Lord. I'll see you next time here on Finding Faith Above.